Hello, everyone. This is Van Hargis. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ride Over Stride. In this episode, I talk a little bit about safety, and I mentioned how blessed I've been to work with horses for most of my life. In fact, for the last 43 years, I've worked with horses injury-free. If you follow my Van Hargis Horsemanship page on Facebook, or if you've listened to the recent episodes of the show, you know that that injury-free streak ended recently. This episode was recorded before that recent injury. Nevertheless, the principles of safety and so on that I speak about in this episode remain 100% true, and I hope you enjoy the discussion that follows. For those of you who've asked, my recovery is going very well, and I'm very grateful for all the well wishes that I've received from friends and listeners. You guys just don't have a clue what that means to me and how positive that's cut my attitude and kept me looking forward to getting back in the saddle again. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement. And now, episode 19 of Ride Ever Stride. Welcome to Ride Every Stride with Van Hargis, a podcast about horsemanship and more. Our goal is to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain you through an exploration of everything horsemanship and the intersection of horsemanship and humanship. My name is Laura McClellan, and I'm your co-host on Ride Every Stride, and I'm here with Master Horseman Van Hargis. And Van, earlier today, we were talking about, you were telling me about a, a conversation you had or a call from one of your training clients asking you an interesting question about the horse you were working on for her. Right. Laura, was, um, you know, obviously we get lots of calls from our clients that we have horses in training and they just want to find out how they're doing. And uh, she was a little bit apprehensive about this one particular horse because he'd come in with a habit of, of uh, kind of bucking a little bit. You know, when he got upset, he kind of thought he wanted to, wanted to buck or felt the need to. So uh, she asked me, how the horse was doing. Of course, I told her. And she goes, oh, well, good. Have you got all the buck out of him? And I paused for a while. And I said, no, you know, I I just can't make that promise. And I could hear some hesitation in her voice. I said, you know, you're familiar with my gilding scooter, right? And she goes, yeah. And, you know, he's 15 years old. I started when he was just, just under two. And I've been riding him all these years. He's never offered to buck in all sorts of different situations. He didn't even buck the very first time we saddled him, nor the first time we rode him. But if somebody was to ask me, the scooter buck? And I'd say, yes, mm-hmm. even though he's never done it. What I do know is that he's a horse. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, all horses are going to do the things that horses do. And in my opinion, I think every horse bucks, every horse kicks, every horse bites. In other words, Laura, every horse is going to be a horse. They're going to do all the things that horses do. Of course, the better training we do on them, oftentimes kind of takes that need away that the horse feels the need to buck or feels the need to bolt away or feels the need to bite. But the reality is they're horses and there's going to be times that the horses are going to do the things that come natural to them at the appropriate time. And maybe for us might be the inappropriate time, but nonetheless, we can never let our guards down when it comes to horses being horses. You know, there was a comedian at one point did a story about the guys in Vegas that had the pet tigers, you know, the big white oh, tigers. Yeah, yeah. And you might remember some time back that one of the tigers attacked one of the illusionists. And of course the media was kind of beating this up that perhaps they should have been using tigers. And you heard other people saying the tigers went crazy. And the comedian says, you know, the tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. Mm. 
And, you know, whenever I, I laugh at that, but at the same time, I think about that in the horse world every day that I hear people say from time to time, man, all of a sudden, for no reason, my horse just bolted or all of a sudden, for no reason, the horse kicked up or all of a sudden, for no reason, that thing just reached, reached over and bit me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, the horse didn't go crazy. He didn't do it all of a sudden for no reason. He did it because he was a horse. There was obviously a cause and a reason for it. He didn't just do it. The reality is it's a horse living in our world. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we can't blame him if all of a sudden and for no reason. He acts like a horse. He acts like a horse. Mm -hmm. So we just have to be keenly aware of the fact that they are horses. And no matter how well trained they are, there may be those moments in time where they're just going to act horsey. You know, they're just going to be a horse. Now, I'm not saying that to scare anyone. I'm not saying that so that everybody needs to be paranoid around their animals. I just want people to be aware of the fact that they are horses and that oftentimes the situations that we put them in will cause them from time to time to be reactive as a horse and not necessarily responsive as the trained animal that we hope that they are. And, you know, well, I'm going to share a story with you. You know, I've... I've been doing this now for years. I've been started riding horses when I was a whopping four years of age. By the time I was nine, I was going to my first junior rodeos and little small rodeos and competitions of various sorts, everything from 4-H competitions to the to the junior rodeo thing. And um, I can't count all the things that I've won over the years. You know, I, I remember my very first belt buckle. I won my first. I remember my first saddle, and so on and so forth. And I've been very blessed with having won all of these things, and yet. Very few people will ever hear me talk about the things that I've won. I don't talk about the points I've earned in different associations or whatever. But the thing that I will oftentimes find myself kind of being proud of and kind of bragging is that I've been around the horses since I was four. And I've been training horses as a professional, if you want to call it that. In other words, I accepted a paycheck one time for riding a horse at the whopping age of 12. So technically... I began a professional career training horses when I was 12. And and again, not that I knew what I was doing at 12. I was just sure willing to work pretty hard at it and commit myself to it. But of all the things over the years, the thing I'm most proud of, I've only been hurt one time. And when I say hurt, I don't mean like I've, it's not that I've not had my toe stepped on or little minor things. But I mean, the thing that I'm very proud of, the fact that I haven't been hurt to the point that I had to lose a day of riding or had to lose uh, a day of being productive with the horses except for when I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, I got kicked in the face by a horse, and it broke my jaws and my cheekbones and almost put my right eye out. And yet, I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset. The horse that happened to do that was the gentlest horse in our place. Mm-hmm. And people might ask, well, why wouldn't, you know, why would the gentlest horse in the place kick you? And, you know, I have to Think back about my mom. From the time that I was around horses on a, almost on a daily basis, started when I was about four years of age, and I can remember my mom still to this day saying, get up behind those horses. One of these days, one of those horses is going to kick your head off. And she said that, and the inevitable happened. I happened to walk into the stall, the gentlest horse on our place, and I thought as I was passing by, I think I'm going to go in there and pet her. What I didn't realize was is that she had her head in the corner, her butt was toward the opening of the stall. And I walked in and I touched her on the behind because that just happened to be the closest thing to me. And it startled her. And when it startled her, she jumped forward and kicked back. And when you're nine years of age, your head just happens to be just at the right height to catch that hoof. And in this case, in my case, unfortunately, it was right in the face. And I thought to myself from that day on, if the gentlest horse on the place can do that to someone, 
then that would virtually tell me that any horse has the capability of doing that. Now, did the mare mean to do that to me? Absolutely not. I just startled her. She was in a very deep sleep, I suppose, in the stall. And when I touched her, I think it startled her and woke her up. And being the prey animal that they are, they assumed that something was after her. I guess she did. And she decided to defend herself against the unknown. I just happened to be the unknown. And when she kicked, again, my head just happened to be just the right height to catch the foot right in the face. And it's funny because you've kind of jokingly made uh, used the phrase, even in this episode, but also in the past, uh, where people talk about things happening all of a sudden and for no reason. Yeah. Well, this was all of a sudden, but it was not for no reason. Absolutely. There was a reason. Yes, it was. there was definitely a reason to it. And, you know, my point is this, too, is that sometimes the greatest of lessons are some things that we hear from other folks, but yet we don't really heed them. In this case, again, I can hear my mom saying over and over and over, quit walking behind those horses. And in this case, maybe I was a bit hard-headed because mom will tell you, but the horse will teach you. And I learned a very valuable lesson that day. I mean, I, I look back at it, and I still to this day think that's probably one of the most important lessons of horsemanship I've ever learned. And that's that you have to be keenly aware that these are big, large animals. They're going to be horses. They're going to do horse things. No matter how well they're trained, we have to realize that when it comes right down to it, they can and will be a horse. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's ever a good idea to take that for granted. I've seen most people hurt with horses because in one way or the other, they kind of let their guard down. And again, I don't mean that their their guard is up and they're always being defensive against a horse. I just mean that they've let their guard down in the point in the, to the point that they've they're taking situations for granted. Yeah, they're putting themselves in a situation that will almost allow the horse to hurt them. Not that the horse would do so intentionally. Just like that mare didn't intend to kick me that day, she just kicked out and she kicked out to protect herself. I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong wrong time. And as a result, I'm the one that brunted the injuries. But the reality is, is that too many times we take things for granted. We take for granted their strength. We take for granted their size. And we take for granted sometimes their speed. And as a result of that, we are usually the ones that end up on the shorter end of the stick if anything goes wrong. So I just tell everybody, just always be keenly aware of what you're doing, where you are, what your environment's like. And almost every situation that you're in, don't set the horse up to make you the victim of your own ignorance just because of the horse doing what comes natural to him or yeah. her. And, and there's a whole spectrum of things that I suppose that that can mean or apply to. Uh, I, I was thinking as you were talking about a time, oh, it's been a while back when the farrier was at our place and taking care of the horses. And I was standing there next to our gelding, Gabar. And I'm talking to the farrier and not paying attention. And I think what happened was Gabar kind of shifted his weight to regain his balance from whatever the farrier was doing. And he stepped on my foot. And I, mm. I'm sad to say, I don't wear cowboy boots. I just had, you know, my running shoes on and it hurt. And it's not, he didn't decide I'm going to step on Laura. He just was moving and my foot was where his needed to be. And right. And I'm going to lose in that contest. I mean, right. I wasn't damaged or injured in any way, but um, I was real happy to get his foot off my toes. And so that that's a small thing of we have to pay attention because he couldn't have even seen what was under where his feet were. That, exactly. You know, it's not a, an intentional being mean. It's just I was not paying attention and I suffered for it. Right. 
And, you know, I, I know our listeners probably have numerous stories of very similar situations. And you mentioned the farrier. I'll give you an example just recently happened out there at the ranch that we had a new filly come in. And the owners told us when she got there that she needed her feet trimmed. And just so happened our farrier was scheduled to come in about that same time. And we told her, we've not had a chance to work with this filly yet. We really don't know that much about her. Just, you know, take your time. And, and um, moments later, I'm in the round pen working with another horse. And I hear, bam, and I look over, and our farrier's limping away, and it turned out that the filly kicked him, and she kicked him pretty darn good. She kicked him in the rib cage, and luckily it didn't break a rib or anything, but it kind of woke him up, and he commenced to kind of fussing about the horse. And I thought, well, well, wait wait a minute, how how long have you been doing this? Mm. He's been doing this for a while. I said, all I can tell you is that end kicks, and this end bites. (laughs) You know, in other words, it's up to you not to put yourself in the situation that's going to get yourself kicked you know you, the, the warning was is that be careful around this mare we don't know all that much about right. her yet so the last thing you want to do about a horse that you don't know that much about is put yourself in a situation where you can get kicked or bit or pawed or, or whatever the case may be or shoved around yes or, because yeah. at that stage i'm sure all she thought she was doing was either protecting herself or defending herself yeah and therefore, it's up to us to make sure that if we are going to be in that position, make sure we can't be kicked or bit or stomped or whatever the case may be. It, it's sort of the other side of the story you've told in the past about the other horseman that was working with a horse and, and says, why am I hitting this horse? Oh, yeah. Because I can, because I can reach it. Right. And it's the same thing. Why did you get kicked by that horse? Because you were within reach of its feet right. when something happened that made it want to do that. I don't think they sit around thinking, you know, next time man comes in, I'm going to nail him just because yeah. just they don't, you know. Yeah. They just don't have those types of, they, they don't yeah. sit around thinking things like that. Number one, they very much live in the moment. Yeah. And, and that's another thing for us to keep in mind that we don't necessarily have to be paranoid around them because we didn't feed them on time last night. <laughs> They're not, They're not seeking revenge you know, the <laughs> next day. Well, he's just mad because I didn't feed him on time yesterday, or he's just mad because we didn't let him out of the stall last night, or whatever the case may be. That's not necessarily the case at all. But the point is, we just want people to be very keenly aware of what horses do, Mm -hmm. and that they're not always trying to be vindictive. In fact, I can't think of a time that a horse is really trying to be vindictive. They're merely just being horses, and therefore, if we know that about them, then we're fully armed at that point in time just to take care of ourselves. And, and the way I tell people a lot of times at the ranch is the horse will take care of himself. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, If the situation comes down to it, they're going to do everything in their power to protect themselves. Who's going to protect you? Yeah. So when a situation does come up, and they will, and, and that's just part of dealing with horses, things come up from time to time. It could be you know, everything from you know, a dog running under a horse's feet to another horse crowding it, whatever the case may be. Car backfiring. Yes, a car backfiring. Almost any type of thing in our environment could potentially cause a a reaction from our horse that could put us in a jeopardizing situation. Now, we have to realize that the horse is going to do whatever it takes to protect itself. Therefore, we have to be very aware of that and keep ourselves in what I call an advantage situation so that we can take care of ourselves. And it just takes some awareness, and sometimes it takes some exposure. And with that said, too, I want to give an extra heat of caution to two particular groups. There's three groups of people who work with horses. There's beginners. There's people who've been doing it for a while. And there's been people who have been doing it for a long time. In other words, being around horses is, is new to some folks. It's um, 
you know, kind of moderate with other folks and with other folks, it's, they've been doing it for a long time. Laura, the group of people who get hurt the most are on the opposite ends of that scale. It's the beginners and the ones that have been doing it for a very long time. Mm. The beginners get hurt because they don't know any different. In other words, they're ignorant. I don't mean that in a negative way. They're just ignorant. They just, they just don't, don't know. know. And they don't know what they don't right. know. The ones in the middle, they've had just enough close call experiences or whatever to keep aware and, and always kind of, quote unquote, stay on their toes. The other group that gets hurt a lot are the ones on the other end of the scale. They've been doing it for so long that suddenly they start taking things for granted. Mm. Oh, just that old horse won't kick. Or that old horse won't bite. Or that's never happened to me before. Mm. And then before you know it, you're reading about that person in the paper or they've been admitted to the hospital or the wife's calling saying, can they come help us out? And Because Johnny's laid up and he can't feed the horses this evening. And so I really want to caution those that in the very beginning, seek out the help of those around you that can help you gain good, valuable experience before something negative happens to you. Those in the middle, keep maintaining that caution, but not necessarily caution from fear, but caution from just being aware. And then those older ones, I just want to be sure and tell those guys, stay on your toes, stay alert, because you never know who might be watching you and whose habits you might be helping to develop. And it might be those rookie guys out there that you don't want to get hurt. So keep that in mind. The ones that get hurt the most are usually the beginners and the ones that have been doing it for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, and I think about... When you were talking about taking things for granted, I was in a situation not too long ago where I was visiting with someone that's got a a young horse on their place. I mean, a baby, baby. And that baby, she's clearly been handled a lot because she was very brave and, you know, real curious and would come up and sniff everybody and, and kind of wasn't really nibbling or anything, but really crowding I mean, we're out in the pasture and looking at the horses and this baby was like following us around and just getting right up on us and pushing her head against us and stuff. And the, the owner said something about, well, I know I shouldn't let her do that. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll start working on her to, to quit that habit. And I didn't say anything, but I thought, and I, I'm interested kind of in the issue of safety and that sort of thing in your thoughts, because my thought was you already waited too long if this horse even at this age, thinks it's okay to crowd and push against me and lean against me out in the pasture, that's not going to get any easier to get it to stop, and it's going to get more dangerous as the horse gets bigger and bigger. Right. I mean, it's it's sort of habits. You, you talked about awareness, but there's also habits that go into this Oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, and you're, you're exactly right, because usually the horses that kind of get away with the most, if people want to call it that. I don't really like to refer to it as getting away with anything because the horse just doesn't know. And yeah. They're only doing either what they think is acceptable or they're doing what they think is okay and what and what's, what's being allowed. To, yeah, yeah just, what's been allowed to take place. But the horses that end up being the most dangerous are the little young ones mm-hmm. or the little ponies. Mm-hmm. And then ponies get a really bad rap. Yeah. But the reality is they've been kind of overlooked because, oh, they're so little. And aren't they cute? They're so cute. And, oh, don't do anything. He's just a baby. He just doesn't know. And and my, my point is, is that the moms start teaching those babies very, very early. Mm-hmm. Those mares will start getting onto their foals very early, very early around their mothers. They know what behavior is acceptable, what behavior is not acceptable. We have to do the same thing because yeah. we have to realize they're not going to stay babies forever. Yeah. And the older they get with every passing month, they get bigger 
stronger, faster, and in some cases even braver. They just keep kind of testing the waters of what they can do and what they can't do. The good thing is, is that there's a lot of ways that we can deter that sort of negative behavior from them or them from crowding our spaces, not by being mean to them, just by being fair in the sense of claiming our space. Making that comfort zone around you and at the same time, making anywhere inside that comfort zone uncomfortable for the horse. And I tell people sometimes, just do nothing more than just swing your arms. Just rock your arms back and forth. And if they come in that, you're not hitting the horse. The horse got hit because he came into that space. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same thing as sticking your finger in a fan blade. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's going. So if you stick your finger in there, you're going to say, ouch. And you're going to learn really quickly not to stick your finger in the fan blade, right? Yeah. So the same thing happens with a horse. If I now become the fan blade, I'm just kind of moving around. If the horse just happens to get hit by my elbow, he will learn over time, ouch, and to stay away from the fan blade. In this case, my swinging arms or whatever else. In other words, I I jokingly tell people, just get more obnoxious. The more obnoxious you are, the horse won't want to be quite that close. And it's sort of, to me, it seems like, you really need to begin the way you mean to continue. Exactly. And, I mean, from the very beginning, whether it's a baby that's born on your place or a new horse that's brought onto the place or whatever, the habits you have and the habits you teach that horse just by the way you are around them, it really is a matter of safety. And yeah, that, it was such a cute little horse, but when it would come and you know rub up against me on you know the uneven ground of a pasture where we were... It could have easily, even that small, just knocked me off balance and and I could have fallen over and another horse could have stepped on me or something. And I wasn't scared, but I was thinking, I'm not sure that's the best habit to teach this little girl because she's going to just keep getting bigger and and have more impact when she butts up against you. Right. And you know, and you're exactly right. We have to establish those rules early, both with the horses as well as I think with with humans. Yeah. I like it when younger kids come out and they learn only good safe habits mm-hmm. because then it's not that big of a transition when they get older. Yeah. And it's just, it's the only thing they've learned and they've learned to be safe. And the hope is thereafter that they just don't take that for granted. So we've got to establish those habits really early, both in the horses as well as the humans. And I think the earlier, the better, in fact. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, the the primary habit, going back to what you started with, is just being aware. Right. Uh, you, you so often see, if you if you go into barns where lots of people board their horses, where people are walking around and they're talking to each other and having social hour and completely oblivious to the things that the horses are doing around them. Yeah. And there's lots of opportunities to get hurt, not because the horses are mean, but because they're big and they're going to do their stuff and nobody's paying attention to who's where and what's about to happen. Right. I I guess at the end of the day, I'd love for folks to remember just that quote. And that's it. Mom will tell you, but the horse will teach you. Because, you know, I'd much rather mom tell me me heed that Mm -hmm. as opposed for a horse to have to teach me the lesson. Yeah. You know, because when they teach it, it's they're going to teach us as if they're teaching another horse. Yeah. And I don't want a mare biting me because she's treating me like her foal. I don't yeah. want a mare kicking me because she's treating me like another horse. It's violated her space. I don't want to instill fear enough into a horse that it feels the need to buck me off. So we just have to be very keenly aware that mom might tell us to do certain things, but that horse certainly has the ability to send us a very unending life learning lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, smart advice. And 
good reminder, I think, for people who have been around horses a lot and maybe get so comfortable that uh, they're maybe slipping into some bad habits. Um, If folks have other questions to follow up uh, on this or suggestions of other things that we talk about in future episodes, you know, you can always reach us by email at info at vanhargis.com. Or on the Facebook page, look for Van Hargis Horsemanship on Facebook and like the page. We announce upcoming events there. We share links to podcast episodes and other things of interest that we find on the internet and so on. And it's a place where you can post a question or reach out to us in that way. Van does pay attention to those things. We look there for ideas for future episodes and a lot of other things like that. You can also get more information about Van Hargis horsemanship and what we have coming up uh, on the website at vanhargis.com. And you'll find Van's calendar there, upcoming events where he'll be speaking and, you know, lots of other fun stuff there as well. So be sure and stay in touch with us. Van always wants to hear from you and uh, respond to whatever questions or interests you might have. Anything else, Van, before we wrap this one up? I can't think of a thing, Laura, than just thank you for everybody for listening. And I hope they remember that mom will tell you, but the horse will teach you. And until next time, remember, it's your trail, your journey, and your life. So ride every stride. Mm-hmm.